I think I can sum up the show for you with one word. Nothing. And now, giving you access to the locker rooms and the minds of the independent scene, here are the curtain jerkers of pro wrestling podcasting, Mike Crockett. Actually, I prefer to be called Maestro. And the kingpin, Brian Malonis. He's the win, and nobody beats him. This is the wrestling podcast about nothing on the New Age Insiders Wrestling Network. Welcome to the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing, episode 95, presented by BDARadio.com. There are so many wrestling podcasts out there covering every facet of the business. So we went to BDA Radio and said we had a different idea for a podcast. Everybody's doing something. We'll do nothing. They said, what's wrestling podcast about? We said nothing. And thankfully, they said, we think you may have something here. So here we are. My name is Mike Crockett. I'm a longtime independent wrestling referee in the Northeast, currently on an extended hiatus from the ring. And joining me, as always, is a veteran of the New England Independent Matt Wars, the Irresistible Force, the Immovable Object, uh, just Brian Malonis. Boy, I just flew in from Atlanta, Mike, and my arms are tired. Yeah, really? <laughs> huh? Well... Not quite yet, Kingpin. I know you're trying to keep up the illusion. I, it's a very admirable trait, but no, we are recording before you head down to Atlanta for the weekend. Yes, I'm very busy. And you will not be using the moniker, the Kingpin. That is going bye-bye, you revealed last week. Right. Well, at least in Ring of Honor, you know, maybe a little slower go on the, on the indie scene, but eventually, yeah, once I, once I find something you know, to go with. There's been some suggestions out there. You know, nothing I, nothing's jumped out at me yet. So. Well, I was going to go over what was suggested. Big Dog Racing on Twitter, he suggested the Beantown Brawler to go along with the Beer City Bruiser, which makes sense, right? It makes sense, but uh, I'm assuming Big Dog isn't from this area. I don't think so, Because no. nobody from this area calls Boston Beantown. <laughs> Literally nobody. Just, yes, just Girl of Monsoon, basically. <laughs> <laughs> He's the only one. Uh, also, our friend Peter Winson from Greetings from Allentown. He is on I Twitter. see this one. At GF Allentown Pod on Twitter. He said, uh, Fly and Brian. Why not? <laughs> the explanation made it for me. Yeah, no one's been using it for 20 years. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's see if I can get it here. <laughs> yeah, please pull it up. It's it's outstanding. A for creativity. You know, he might he might have a future in uh in, in this business. <laughs> he says it's gone unused for 20 years and allows Malonis to take unsuspecting opponents by surprise when he hits them with non-aerial offense. It's tremendous, right? <laughs> <laughs> Fly with Brian. Look at, you said there's nothing good. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, I said nothing that stuck out at. Okay. And finally, Steven, my nemesis and apparently your nemesis now as well, especially, you know, with the football season and all. Uh, he is at HHH guy 2004. He said the Trollster. <laughs> the Trollster by well, Malonis. My only response to Steven in regards to football is, I'm busting, Michael. I'm busting because here we are a week later. I'm still so happy. And the Patriots still aren't the Super Bowl champions. Oh, my and there's goodness. There's so much crying and whining about referees and all that baloney. You got beat. Shut up. <laughs> Yeah, you heard that at the very tail end of the podcast last week. If you stayed tuned to the end to I hear I think about one direct quote might have been cry baby bitches, I think might have been you might have, one yeah. of them. You yeah. were a little... Uh, I, 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 I back off none of it. If anything, I double down. <laughs> well, I've been having a fun week on social media. I had somebody challenge me to a fight. 
<laughs> or threaten me. Really? Yes, yes. So. Yes, I, I called it the MAP, <laughs> the Malonis Alienation Project. You're you're going after all of our <laughs> listeners. You're going after Bill Neville of the New Age Insiders. Oh, Jesus. A piece for everybody gets a piece, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, well, Neville, uh, uh, put that in the category of people who can, uh, who can dish it out, but they can't take it. Well... Thankfully, we're getting past that onto uh, baseball. Are we, Mike? I'm still happy. <laughs> onto baseball, <laughs> right? Yeah, there's so much happening in baseball right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're about to head off to Atlanta. We talked about that for Ring of Honor. And if you're hearing uh, some noise, it's not thunder. We're not in the middle of a thunderstorm. We are here live at the New England Pro Wrestling Academy. Once again, the home of... Uh, Brian Fury's uh, Wrestling Academy, who's also the owner of Chaotic Wrestling now. You always say that, but then you spend like four hours editing out any bump that happens in the background <laughs> anyways. So people listen to these and are like, what the, what the hell is he talking about? I don't hear anything. Well, there is plenty going on out there. People bumping all over the place. And uh, so we are here for a very special purpose. We'll get into that in just a second. But uh, also, talking about the New England Pro Wrestling Academy, thanks to Brian Fury for letting us do this here tonight. But uh, their next one-day fantasy camp is coming on Saturday, February 24th, 10 a.m., the next fantasy camp for the New England Pro Wrestling Academy. It's for those that want to just come in and see what wrestling is like for the day and those that want to start their journey. Sasha Banks started her professional wrestling journey at a one-day fantasy camp right here in this building. Yeah, she posted her paperwork on Facebook. I did like, see this that, past yeah. Week. That's my handwriting. That's, that's my handwriting. All the, the all caps. like Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's my handwriting. That's amazing. Yeah, go to as it, at Sasha Banks WWE, I think. She posted pictures uh, yeah, of her paperwork to sign in for the One Day Fantasy. Yeah, I should unfollow her like she unfollowed me. Really? Yeah. My goodness. I guess you're not the uh, the big teddy bear she made you out to be. No, I think a few people unfollowed me when I was retweeting everything from BDA Radio in the early days of this podcast. Or maybe after the Super Bowl. No, no, no. It's been a while she hasn't followed me. I don't care if people unfollow me. You don't, that's what I comment on. You don't want to see it? I'm, I'm not, you're not in any obligation to follow me if you don't like the content I produce. Well, uh, you should follow... At NE Pro Wrestling, that is the Twitter of the New England Pro Wrestling Academy. If you want to start your journey like Sasha Banks did, go and sign up for the One Day Fantasy Camp. You can email nepro-wrestling at hotmail.com to reserve your spot or for more information. Yes, this is 2018, not 1998. What, are you talking about the Hotmail thing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, speaking of old school. Hold on. One, one, I made it to you before, before we came on, though. Oh, okay. This office, right. Ryan Fury's office, mm -hmm. is a shrine to himself. <laughs> to Brian Fury? There's only one other man who would have decorated uh, their office like this besides Brian Fury. Who's that? That's you, Mike Me? Rocket, Brian Fury's biggest fan. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I would have decorated for Brian <laughs> yeah. Fury. Yeah. Oh, I see. No, like, I, I could imagine you, there's a, like a, he has like a, like a shadow box type thing, a pair of his trunks. I could, I could probably picture you wearing those over your head. <laughs> like uh, like like Revenge of the Nerd style. <laughs> that has never happened. That's never happened, Brian. Fury. That can be documented. <laughs> I, I called you Brian Fury. You're Brian Malonis, right? <laughs> See, you're okay. completely obsessed yes. with them. <laughs> <laughs> completely. Well, yeah. Go sign up if you want to uh, see what the, all the fuss is about. Come to the New England Pro Wrestling Academy One Day Fantasy Camp. February 24th is the date of that. Uh, fun day. If you want to just uh, try it out, or if you want to actually begin your path to uh, pro wrestling greatness come to the new england pro wrestling academy next week kink Ben, it's finally time uncivil war 
old school versus new school. Mike Mills from Booking the Territory. He is raring to go. He's all about the old school. Forget the new school. And you kind of spit in the face of old school wrestling. So you'll spit in the face of Mike Mills, I'm sure, next week, right? On the Wrestling Podcast about nothing. Figuratively, of course. Of course. I, I would expect a dominating victory, Mike. I'm going to I'm gonna completely baffle his mind. He's going to be so confused by the end of it. He's not even going to know what he's arguing. <laughs> we'll have to see about that. Make sure you join us next week here for Uncivil War 2, old school versus new school, right here on the Wrestling Podcast about nothing. And if you're listening to us on the NAI Wrestling Network feed, there's some reshuffling happening over at the NAI Wrestling Network. They talked about it this week on the New Age Insiders. Everyone is getting their own feed. So everything is coming off that one feed. Uh, it's a lot of feed confusion out there, Brian Malonis. Is there? There is a lot of it. And so each show is getting their own feed, ours included. So we are going to be moving solely to the wrestling podcast about nothing feed so make sure if you're not subscribed if you like what we do make sure you're subscribed to our feed the wpan bda radio feed so you can enjoy this podcast uninterrupted every week because in two weeks we are off the nai wrestling network still part of the network but we're off their feed so make sure you're subscribed and uh, to catch up on all the things WPAN, go to our website, thewpan.com. That's T-H-E-W-P-A-N.com. That is our hub. And if you ever miss anything that we're doing out there, that is where you go to find everything about the wrestling podcast about nothing. And in between podcasts, if you want to interact with us and a ton of other pro wrestling podcasters, join the Putting Over Podcasts Facebook group. Just go to Facebook. Put in the search bar, putting over podcasts, and join. And I am there. The Kingpin's there. A bunch of people, all great pro wrestling podcasters all over there on the Facebook group. So make sure you do that. Well, today on the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing, we've got big-time independent wrestling prospect and product of the New England Pro Wrestling Academy, Josh Briggs, standing by, plus your promo about nothing and a whole lot more. You know, you know what, Mike? Yes. Chances are he doesn't like you. That's what I hear. There's a shirt that says that as well. <laughs> I was hoping you were completely oblivious to it. <laughs> no, I know. As you, as you are to the rest of no, 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 the no, pro no. wrestling industry. I know my stuff, Kingpin. Do I know my know? stuff. Uh, but first, Festivus is not just a date on the calendar here. The wrestling podcast about nothing. It lives in our hearts every single day, 24-7, 365, as the kids like to say. So it's not just for December 23rd. It's a Festivus for the rest of the year, too. So for that reason, here on the WPAN, we are airing our grievances each and every week, and now you're going to hear about it. Brian Malonis, grievances, have you any? You know me, I always got grievances. Oh, I see. <laughs> Mine this week, though, Mike, goes out to, uh, to all these people on social media who have been needlessly attacking me. I've done nothing to to provoke anyone <laughs> to, Patrolster pr- not, did to nothing. provoke these attacks uh, that I've received. I've been I've been threatened uh, on on social media. I've been called all sorts of names, including uh, we might start uh, giving Bill Neville the uh, the Chris Benoit treatment here, and we're uh, the man who shall not be named. <laughs> His name doesn't deserve to be mentioned on this podcast. But, oh my uh, goodness. I've been attacked. I've been abused. All because these people can't handle their football team just not being good enough. The balls were fully inflated for this game. So, <laughs> oh, you know, just just leave me alone, people. Let me live my life, okay? Just just don't bug me with this stuff, all right? My team was out weeks ago. Just leave me alone. <laughs> 
even famous people I hear were giving you a hard time or trying to give you a hard time until after the game, and then you gave them a hard time. <laughs> right? fa- fa- famous like uh, Kobe Kingston? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, Kobe, Kobe's very famous for not saying a word until – I mean, at, like, I don't think the Steelers game was over 30 seconds when he uh, when they lost to Jacksonville when I got a text from him. So I just returned the favor. That's all I did. Yes, you did. <laughs> so my grievance is with Bill Belichick. He kept that guy out of the game. He was there – the whole time on the bench, that guy. So you're, uh, so you're condoning uh, breaking team rules and smoking marijuana, Mike? That is untrue. He said it was untrue, that guy. His name there was uh, uh, Bertrand. Give it a rest. You didn't even watch the damn Super Bowl. <laughs> I saw your pictures. You guys were playing cards during the Super Bowl. You weren't even watching the game. No, we took cards during the, uh, during the halftime, before the game, and after the game. After the game? Yeah, Jesus. After the game, it, it didn't last that long. <laughs> It didn't last so long. But, yes, I watched the game, and I don't like what Bill Belichick did. In Bill we trust, phooey. That's what I say. Oh, well, you sound like every sports radio. I, I did turn on some sports radio this week. for the. I've listened to Boston Sports oh, Radio Jesus. for the first time in probably five years today, or this week, and it was glorious. It was, it was, it was like pornography. That ruined it, I went down. Oh, I loved it right. so much. It was so good. People turning on these guys who have just brought so much happiness to their lives and they lose one game and they're just throwing them out like yesterday's garbage. The true epitome of the Boston and and specifically New England Patriot fan, fair weather as they come, when this dynasty is over, they'll all return back to the teams they all used to like and, and deny they ever liked them to begin with. So, Well, I saw some very bitter pointed tweets from you after the Steelers bowed out of the uh, playoffs. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm hard on my, I'm always hard on my team though. I'm always hard on my team. I'm hard. I don't like the coach. I don't like Mike Tomlin. They, I think they have the most talented roster in the league, and they squander it, Mike. You know. You watch the games. Of course. <laughs> the, the, the steel curtain there. But they I'm did con- the whole but thing. I'm, but I'm consistent. I'm always hard on, on Mike Tomlin. Uh, just don't be hard on me. I'm doing my best here. <laughs> well, it's hard when you're such a hard on. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Already <laughs> way too much football talk. We feel like we're on a Vegas Allentown here. This is a uh, not Vinny Vegas corner here. We're just going straight to the uh, wrestling, straight to our guest. That's all right. That's a nice segue. See, if you did your homework, you would know the football talk is a nice segue because the guy who's about to join us, Mike, played Division One college football. He's a footballer. There you go. All right. So, Brian, we are joined. By the current reigning and defending chaotic wrestling New England champion. Boy, do I know it. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're in that long lineage as well. Well, I, I challenged for it. Uh, yes, but you know my heart wasn't really in it. I've already, you know, I mean, I've been to the top of the mountain. Why am I going to go half up? <laughs> I understand. That, but I've heard that before. Uh, so we are joined by Josh Briggs. Hello, sir. Hi, Josh Briggs. I don't like anyone. That's me. Yeah, it's a t-shirt. <laughs> we just talked about that. Chances are, I don't like you. How'd that come about? The t-shirt um, idea. I just wanted a t-shirt, and someone gave me a live microphone and told me to cut a promo for a squash match or something of the sort, and that was my last line. Gave the microphone back, and mid-match, I was like, wow, that's a really cool line. And then <laughs> squash the guy, and such is history. Yes. It's fun being like a big wrestler, isn't it? Like, I mean, big like in stature, because you don't do a lot of like the job stuff. <laughs> no, it's great. It's great. I, I think my, my quickest match that I ever lost was like 10 minutes, maybe. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah, you, don't, you don't have to bump around a lot. You don't have guys tossing you around, and it's just, we're the ones doing the tossing. So, so how tall are you, sir? 
Uh, real life? Well, let's uh, let's kayfabe the people here. Let's keep it. Uh, okay. Uh, six eight. Six eight. Six eight. Good God. <laughs> You're barely six three. What are you kidding? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all boots. It's all boots. Boy, if he's six, if he's six eight, I gotta be like six five. This is great news. <laughs> I might have a shot with WWE, Mike. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> well. 15 years ago in the 65-240 era that I came up in. <laughs> Man, I missed the mark. I would have been signed. <laughs> yeah, you would have. Yeah. One of the only ones in the area, yeah. <laughs> so I started doing my research on Josh Briggs, Brian, and I came about a few different Josh Briggs. There's Josh Briggs from Grafton, Massachusetts, who's a musician. Yeah, he sucks. He, he sucks? <laughs> yeah. You hear that, Josh Briggs from Grafton? You suck. <laughs> and then there's another Josh Briggs from Colorado, who in 2012 got six years in jail for breaking into someone's house and beating them with a metal pipe. What year was that? <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> the well, 2012. You- so he might, he's, he could be on an early behavior. <laughs> <laughs> early behavior. Might be me. I do have a beard. <laughs> spend any time in Colorado? No, no, no not quite. No. Okay. So, no, you are not those Josh Briggs. You are your own Josh Briggs. Yes. And you were. What, you went to UMass, is that correct? UMass Amherst. Oh. Yeah. That's where I went. That's where oh. I went. UMass. Uh, Couple of Minutemen here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, Antonio's yeah. Pizza is at the place, right? Is Antonio's. The, the best. That's where it's at. Another alum, like uh, Max Bauer, also. There's a good lineage. Oh, I didn't know Max was Come from UMass. Awesome. Yeah. Wow. How about that? All typical indie garbage. <laughs> <laughs> so you played a little football. We, you mentioned right before we had him on that you played a little football, didn't you? Yes, I did. Um, For the was, UMass Minutemen? The UMass Minutemen. We were dreadful. <laughs> uh, Always are. <laughs> I was actually, I wasn't terrible. I wasn't terrible. And one year, our team was actually pretty good. But Division one, right? Division one A, top of the mountain. My junior year, I think we had the third or fourth best offense in the country and the fifth best quarterback in the country, but we had the second worst defense in the country. So we'd play a pro-style offense, slow, running the ball, and uh, we'd put up 42 points, and uh, we'd lose by, like, 47. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know if the math works out there. What was the math major at UMass? What, what conference are they, are they in? Um, they were in the MAC. Now they're independent. Oh, yeah. When I played, they were in the MAC, and we were uh, actually pretty good for the MAC. But um, just Crockett has no idea what we're talking yeah, about. Right now. We, Is that Marshall? Was Marshall in the MAC? At one uh, point? They might have been, but um, I think they moved to the Sun Belt, possibly. So weird, all the conferences. Yeah, it's I, I think that made the most sense with college football is when they're talking about making like the four or five like super conferences. Like I thought that would have been perfect. Yep. What uh, what role did you play? What p- position? Position. Position. Mike. Um, I was starting right guard, and then once our uh, starting center got hurt, I took over the center position, and that was where I made my uh, my stake. For the team, M- Michael's played left out his whole career. Man, <laughs> huh? what a good position! <laughs> I like that. Uh, so, was that the original dream, the NFL? Uh, it wasn't a dream. When I was a kid, I knew that I wanted to get an education, and um, I knew that my family wouldn't be able to afford it. So, I figured the only way to get an education was to be good at sports. I was always really big, and um, my first real dream, aside from wrestling, was. Uh, professional basketball player and then 
I think my sophomore year in high school, I realized that I was only going to be the size of average point guards in the NBA. <laughs> so um, I kind of threw that one down the toilet and hopped over to football and found out that I was pretty decent at football. Without, without the ball handling skills, right? <laughs> so bad. So bad. <laughs> so was wrestling the original dream then? Yeah. When I was a child, okay. I loved wrestling. I remember looking myself in the mirror while like... I was just in my house and I'd try and cut little promos that I saw on Raw or Nitro and whatnot. And uh, wrestling was always what I wanted to do. I'm from Arizona originally. Okay. And Arizona is not a hotbed for pro wrestling, believe it or not. I didn't know one person who liked wrestling growing up. I had no clue how to do it. So that just flew out the window and I just decided I'd be a pro wrestling fan my entire life. <laughs> So he, he said Nitro, but then he said he didn't know any pro wrestling fan. So I can't figure out what era of wrestling that you fell in love like, with. I, right, on the tail, right on the tail end of Nitro, Ooh. my first memory was Jericho's list of 101 holds. Okay. I remember just loving that, and I fell in love with Jericho. And then after he moved to the WWE, I kind of... Uh, just kiboshed all of WCW from then on. <laughs> Most did. Yeah, I was to say, as <laughs> you, you and millions of other people. <laughs> so did you come here for football from Arizona? Yes. Um, I played high school football. I was really good. I had a bunch of scholarships. I took my one official visit to UMass and fell in love with everything about Massachusetts. Uh, signed during my official visit and moved out here. And the rest is what I've been doing now. History is what they say. Yeah. yeah. So was there an injury? What happened? Were you, were you just done with football after college? Um, so I have – it's a stupid injury. It's my finger. I tore oh. all the ligaments and tendons in it so that it was dead. Um, I could just feel, like, the nerves. My doctor wouldn't let me play. This was my junior year when we were really good. I had two games left, and I had a great season, and if I would have probably played the rest of that season, I would have maybe gotten a free agency deal or something of the sort. Uh, so I ended up hurting that that finger, and it kept me out for the last two games. Uh, I got treated like absolute garbage and um, was pretty much told on a daily basis it was my fault that I'm hurt, and I deserve to be hurt, and they should pull my scholarship, and things of that nature – to the point where I realized that football is the worst thing that could ever happen to me. And I felt bad. Um, it was it was really sad times because of how much I gave to that school and uh, how much I really cared. The UMass sucks. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, that's like the, the epitome of like the of college sports, though. You Under the guise of like these kids get a free education, but that's totally not what it's about. The goal of the program isn't to graduate these kids and they chew you up spit you out of and if you can't go anymore that's exactly what they do they treat you like garbage and yank scholarships and the ncaa college system division one you know is is awful it's It's awful so bad so So, yeah i I dealt with that injury and i realized that i hated football I i wanted to do something else so um i realized i think my sophomore year maybe my freshman year here that massachusetts is it's very popular for wrestling. Everyone likes wrestling. I went to a store and I uh, had a wrestling shirt on and I got a bunch of compliments. So that was nice. And um, I started researching while I was in football how to become a wrestler, where to go, blah, blah, blah. I found Mike Hollow that way. And uh, after my senior year of football, I uh, chose to forego 
any opportunities with the NFL. Trained with Mike Hollow and uh, fell in love with wrestling. It's kind of funny because that's your original trainer, Brian. It is Mike Hollow. Yes, because he was like he was like doing stuff independently, like one on one at that Hollow time. Hollow right? Stables. He was running out the the Bell Time Club. Okay, and um, down in Wakefield, Mass, and- my hometown. <laughs> so, that is so i um i met him there and uh, it was really fun how long were you with mike six months and then um we kind of like mutually agreed that i got everything that i could out of him i was training with him three days a week and then with uh bo douglas as well another two to three days a week so i was training five six days a week after those six months we kind of sat down reevaluated where where i was at and we agreed that there wasn't much left for me to get from him because he's a phenomenal foundation footwork um like all that beginner stuff he's one of the best at and i soaked it up like a sponge so he suggested that i ship up here and uh to new england pro wrestling academy so yeah and i mean you always say that brian that he's a tremendous guy for yeah basics. yeah mike is i mean and you, and you know because you have the same trend they're tattooed on your brain like you'll be a 75 year old man someday and, and you'll know how to properly take a back bump and and proper footwork to get up to feed for for something <laughs> and it's just that's what that's what mike is good at mike is really it's he's one of those guys who unfortunately not not enough people know his name he, he's probably an unsung hero of uh of pro wrestling especially in this area when you think of the the list of guys that that he has trained he um, started with the killer kowalski school as the head trainer mm-hmm. there then came over to the chaotic school yeah i mean think like you know tomaso uh hansen Kofi, Aaron Stevens, Damian Sandow, to now, I mean, even down to Josh. I mean, he, he's had such a profound impact on this area. And, and, and again, you, you see Mike's work every Monday and Tuesday nights on TV. So pretty awesome. So once you stepped here into the uh, New England Pro Wrestling Academy, what were your first impressions? Um, I really liked the class atmosphere. Um, yeah, because it was all one-on-one. One-on-one with, with Mike, just all one-on-one. And... Um, How'd you like when he just like, would slap the shit out of you? And I don't mean oh like chopping, but like you tie up and he slaps you and he puts on an <laughs> arm bar and he slaps you. I have, I have this tattoo right here. I have this tattoo on my left arm and I leave every class with a handprint. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you could see his goddamn The arm bar ring. was the worst when he cinched in the fucking arm bar. <laughs> and there was nothing worse than in this building way back when it was the CTC. Uh, on a Sunday morning, there was like when it was freezing cold in here. You have no adrenaline. You have no adrenaline going, and he just—it's like just stop slapping me, please, <laughs> please stop slapping me for the love of God. <laughs> so, of course, you're used to the team atmosphere, uh, college football. So yeah. when you walked in here, it was like a it was, whole different it was refreshing. Feel. It was really, it was really fun. Um, Robo Harpreet was the first guy I really bonded with. It, it was, it was awesome. It was so refreshing to. Hang out with other people who shared that same passion for wrestling and um, to get a whole different um, learning tree and different uh, ideology about pro wrestling from Brian. It was awesome. Brian Fury. So what were your thoughts when you first met Brian Fury? Um, I don't know. Just a nice guy. He seemed like, nice he, wanted, guy. He, seemed like he wanted to teach me. <laughs> you probably saw that tall guy. He's uh, yeah. very nice to him. Well, Dijak's <laughs> out of here soon. Here's my next meal ticket. <laughs> yeah, was Dijak here when you uh, um, first showed he, up? He wasn't here. He was um, um, he was with Ring of Honor at that time, but he'd pop in every once in a while. Which is so 
so freaking weird because DiJack's been around for about five minutes, and you and DiJack's path here don't really cross, yeah. and that's so that that's that's the epitome of wrestling in in 2018 on how fast things can happen. Crazy. Like my second or third class here, he came in and Fury told him to have a match with me about ten minutes, and uh, it was actually a pretty decent match. Uh, I had been working shows at the time for about three months. It was a good match, and uh, I learned so much from him at that point. Like that, that one ten-minute class match changed how I do everything now. It's, it's unreal. Really, like just the fact that you're working with another big guy because you're not really um that that as well. But um, to see like how he went about everything, how he put the match together. When I, when I would throw out ideas for the match, he would, sh- he would change that idea and explain to me why he did that. And, um, he'd give me these ideas and tell me why I should do that. Um, just a different way to get reactions from crowds as a big man wrestling another big man. It was just so eye opening and like game changing for me. So you talked about how you had already been wrestling on shows when you had that match at class with Dijak. Uh, how long from when you started? You said you were at six months with uh, Hollow. How long uh, until you had your first match? Uh, three months. Really? Three months in with Mike, you had your first match? Yep. Three months into training. So uh, where was that? Uh, UFO wrestling for Pat Dillon. Oh, was I present for this match? You might have been. Well, you are you were, the UFO I think champion, you were. right? <laughs> oh, man. Was that 20-year reign? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I think you were. I think you were present. It was... Um, I think I came like up to you. Haverhill or something? I, or like, it might have been for um for like the hospital benefit thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I remember coming up and talking to you about Mike Hollow, actually, and him training me and everything. Yeah, uh, three months in, and it was actually a decent match. Who Who is it against or with? Benny Jooks. Okay. Yeah. Likes to work snug. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so do I, but yeah. So you came out of that match uh, feeling decent about feeling it? Feeling good, yeah. Wrestling's been really weird for me in that I'll have a string of like 10, 11, 15 really good matches in a row, and then I'll have one that just sucks, and then I'll just sit there and think, man, I really fucking suck. <laughs> now I know what happened uh, at the most recent Chaotic show. Right he, did, he came yeah. off that string of good matches. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense now. <laughs> that was actually a good match. I like. I was match. happy with that match, yeah. We haven't had a bad match, I don't think. I don't think so either. I really like that one we had in uh, Rhode Island there, whatever the hell that was. Oh, so. yeah, the one we just called on the fly? Yeah. Yeah, that was, yeah, fun. That was, that was really fun. fun. We got Avery involved. <laughs> so, yeah, speaking of chaotic wrestling, how did, I mean, obviously the school is is linked even more now with uh, chaotic wrestling, but how did your debut with chaotic wrestling come about? So Brian really busted his ass to try and get me into chaotic, and um, he'd pitch me to everyone who would listen, and uh, that that helped out a lot. But yeah. uh, my my first quote unquote debut was um, it was at the Night Under the Stars, if that's what it's called, uh, that big um, Lowell Spinner show. Okay, it was what? last year. So the one, the one before, the one got canceled. The one that actually happened. It's <laughs> <laughs> that that actually okay. great. Um, I did um, a battle royal. I was Mike Honcho at the time. <laughs> You're what? Did, you, did you spread your butt cheeks? <laughs> <laughs> What's Mike Honcho? <laughs> He spread his butt cheeks as Mike Honcho. <laughs> I don't understand. What's the joke? The Talladega Nights reference. Yeah. Oh, I see. All right. <laughs> Mike doesn't like Will Ferrell Some or funny movies. Yeah, it stinks. Mike doesn't like anything that anybody else likes. Oh, my God. What's your, <laughs> what's your favorite movie? Uh, Back to the Future. Uh, it's all right. 
Will you oh. live for it? Well, no, he's, he's, I don't think so. He's gonna cut. He's gonna cut you off on this podcast. That's how you're done. Well, that's all the time we have for today. So, uh, chaotic wrestling. Like, how did that differ from the UFO show? Oh, the year before. I think it was like two thousand people in the crowd at that time. Oh for, yeah, yeah. For that big spinner show, but it was it was much more professional. There was a script, um, locker room meeting, um, a Tron. Names were in the locker room. Well ran organization. It's still one of the best ran organizations, if not the best organization that I've worked for in my career so far. You think it's impressive now? You should have seen it when me and Crockett were running it. (laughs) (laughs) You talked earlier about your T-shirt and stuff like that and marketing yourself. Didn't you take marketing in college? Yeah, that's what um, that's what I got my degree in. Okay, so was that with wrestling in mind? Yes, Um, I had no idea what I wanted to do, so I was just taking all my uh, prerequisite classes and everything like that. And um, I figured if I really wanted to be a pro wrestler. Let's go all in. I took so many public speaking classes because I was dreadful at public speaking. I, I, I'd have to like read ahead in books and memorize what was going on before I read in class. So I took a bunch of public speaking classes and a bunch of marketing classes knowing that I would have to market myself as an independent wrestler. And I took a lot of uh, TV production classes and uh, stuff, stuff of that nature just to be able to fall back on something. If wrestling didn't work out, I can maybe produce wrestling of some sort. So you think that, I mean, obviously it helped you with like social media and stuff yeah, like that. Get yourself yeah. out there. Yeah. There's a lot of people who don't know how to do that that well. And Hello. You're looking at two of them right here. <laughs> Hands up. <laughs> it really, especially being really young and new, it, it helped me a lot. I think that's one of the things that uh, allowed me to boost my popularity if, if, if there is popularity a little bit. So you're saying I shouldn't be publicly attacking people over the New England exactly. Patriots if I'm, if I'm looking to maximize you know, my social it. media. You're, you're in a whole different ballgame, man. You can do whatever you want. You're a Ring of Honor TV star, man. Oh, boy. Uh, Jesus. Well, at least somebody in the room uh, <laughs> recognizes that, Michael. No wonder you're so agreeable to this interview. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. Uh, yeah, we could use, maybe we'll bring him on as a uh, social media manager. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> you got nothing else to do, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm free. <laughs> free. Uh, so Chaotic Wrestling came about. How did Beyond Wrestling come about, which is you know a, a big promotion, this area across the country now with YouTube? Yeah. That was one of my big goals when I got into wrestling was get into Beyond and get into Limitless. And um, everyone... <laughs> Limitless has been around for like, what, a couple, a couple yeah, of years? Yeah, and- <laughs> a cup of coffee. <laughs> how long you, so how old are you? I'm sorry. I'm 24 years old. Okay. Are you really? Yeah, you didn't know that? No, I thought you were, I thought you were like close to 30. <laughs> no, 24, man. Good God. 1993. Screw you. life ahead of me. You've been doing this for two years, three uh, years? Yeah, two years. And uh, we gotta talk about that post I saw on New Year's. Then, man, you're 24. What are you doing? Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's engaged to be married. I'm engaged, Michael. man. Oh, I'm 24 see. and engaged. Oh, congratulations! I, lo- I love her to death. She's the best. I'm giving you a hard time. <laughs> so I'm sorry. Uh, Beyond wrestling and limitless were your, two your yeah, goals. Yeah, those are my two goals. And a bunch of people that um, worked for Beyond, Dijak included, were really pushing to get me into Beyond. Uh, talking to Drew Cordero and. They built up a lot of hype for me, and um, the cards aligned where I had a free Saturday off, and uh, Drew was running a TV taping here, or uh, a secret, secret show, show whatever, whatever yeah. yeah, whatever they're called, and um, I showed up, and me and uh, Maxwell Jacob Friedman had a match. It was an awesome match. 
and I think Drew fell in love with me at that point and just started giving me beyond dates. We talked we talked to MJF about that match, and I I'd said I'd, I remember saying to you two guys like to guys at your experience level shouldn't be able to have a match like that, and he and he said when I walked away he looked at you and thought I was like ribbing you guys or like rip you know, oh yeah, like giving yeah. you guys well, shit he's like such a <laughs> such a paranoid kid that he thinks that everyone's out to get him or like he, he doesn't take anyone at like their <laughs> yeah i said man you guys are great that guys your your experience level shouldn't be able to wrestle like that yeah. that's a, and, and i laughed when he told me that he was like he thought i was just like ripping on him yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> so uh what was your first beyond wrestling show in front of a, a crowd the uh, most recent american rana Okay. I had a, a like a 45 second match against Kamzagami. That's how it should be, right? Yeah. Brian. <laughs> he, uh, I'll, I'll be managing Kamzagami oh, coming up. Man. There you go. Maybe, maybe we'll do it again. <laughs> he um he called everyone in the in the crowd a child molester or something of the sort. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And um my music played, I came out hit him with my deal and uh that was that, huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. He's like he's like Josh Briggs, like the king of the open challenges in uh, Beyond Wrestling. I was, yeah. I I think I answered like eight open challenges to the point where like they just know who was going to come out every single time, like a nine one one kind of thing from ECW. <laughs> yeah, and and you won all. You won, beat them won, all. Yeah, right? I won everyone. Yeah. There you go. That's how it should be. So Beyond Wrestling. What about I saw a um, a match between you and one Jack Swagger. Oh. I like that match a lot. For NEW, New, uh, Northeast Wrestling. That's a No, I mean, it wasn't Northeast Wrestling. Was it wasn't? No, it was it was in Connecticut, but it was uh, Wrestle Jam. Oh, okay. Uh, pardon Get your me. Facts straight. Holy Toledo, let me delete this right now. <laughs> uh, so uh, so how did you uh, feel about that was your first match against a a uh, yeah, star? former WWE guy. Yeah. yeah. How did you feel about that going in? I mean, you're two years in um i really liked it a lot um i called all of it really yeah every single thing i knew everything he did because i'm a little mark and i watch wrestling <laughs> and um i called the match he loved it I, I let him in the match called everything in there for him and uh, is it something that he said what do you want to do or are you just kind of we can talk about that like on a commercial break as to, <laughs> as to why. Um, I, I, I have I have a feeling. I have a feeling. That, uh, yeah, <laughs> idea. <laughs> I was really proud of that match. Uh, proud of how everything turned out, how how it all went about, and how I adapted to the situations that I was put into. And uh, it was a really good match. I thought. So you did work for NEW. Oh I? yes, I I do work for NEW. They okay. they treat me very well. Yeah, and that's one of the. I mean, you talked about working in front of two thousand people for Chaotic. NEW does huge venues, like huge high school gyms, yep. uh, baseball. I mean, area, yeah, in this area, nobody does it better than than NEW when it comes to those big yeah. those big outdoor stadium shows. You that know. had to be a big goal as well. Like it how, was a really big goal. How did that partnership come about? I uh, did another rumble for them and uh, met Mike Lombardi, and he he really liked me, like my size, like my look, and everything like that. And uh, once uh, the old other big tall asshole left, um, <laughs> uh, there was a spot to be filled. And um, I don't know if he had a few words to say on his way out or what, but um, I, it was my time to take over, and uh, I just capitalized on the situation. I had really good matches with whoever they put me in there with. So that tall asshole who left you said <laughs> brian said that you weren't really around at the same time a lot because he's doing the ring of honor stuff and all this other stuff but 
you did have an opportunity to have a match or two with him, correct? Yes. Well, yeah, I was talking more about like just training at right. the school. Okay, yeah. 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 Um, that was probably my favorite match of 2017 was me and Die Jack at Limitless. That was very special for me because I looked up to him and um, I wanted to emulate my career based off of him. We had a few road trips and we'd have heart to hearts and talk and he went to UMass as well. I don't know if you knew that or not. Yeah. And um, we both hated football. And so he had a bad experience there with football too. Yeah, I think. So that was like our original bonding point. And um, I remember him cutting a promo after the match and I don't think he could think of anything nice to say. So he's like, we played at UMass together and we both didn't like football. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was funny, but uh, it, was, it was really good. It was, a, it was a great match. And that was another one of those points where I just, I learned so much. And I think that match boosted me to another level being in there with someone that's so much better than you uh you can pick up on everything they uh they put down if you're really perceptive it was a really good confidence booster that i could hang with him and that my ideas that i did give to him for the match um he was really receptive to and took them and uh it was just awesome and then we had another one at chaotic me and him and christian for the new england championship i don't see a lot of uh triple threat matches that are as good as that, I really liked that match a lot, and uh, it had everything to offer. You talked about him uh, mentioning the football stuff, and he really, I mean, I don't think you could put someone over more when he was talking on the microphone after the match, just putting you over and saying you're like the next, yeah. you're the next guy. How did that make you feel? At Limitless, it was, I, I got choked up a little bit. It was cool, yeah. because uh, for someone that I think I legitimately think Donovan Dijak's one of the top 10 best wrestlers on the planet. And um, for someone of his caliber to say that to me and about me, uh, that that meant a lot. And uh, he did so much for me in that match and uh, put me over in the match and afterwards. Um, It's kind of like he he took his pop and just put it into me and told them, cheer for this guy now and forget about me. That that was... uh, surreal she shouldn't have done that and he did and i really appreciate that and you kind of gave the pop to diajack didn't you before you left chaotic <laughs> so he passed it on i guess yeah <laughs> <laughs> started with you there you go yeah there you go i mentioned you're the chaotic wrestling new england champion is that your first championship um i was uh, yeah slowly roll oh, pardon i me. was <laughs> one half of the UFO Tag Team Champions, sir. My goodness. <laughs> Who's your partner? Bo Douglas. Wow, all right. Well, very former alum of the wrestling podcast about nothing. Yes, very prestigious. <laughs> you would know, being the UFO champion for the fifth year now. Uh, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm the greatest of all time. I think that goes without question. Out of this world, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, But yeah, that was my first singles title. Okay, th- th- thank you. So, I mean, does that give you any feeling i know it's you know it's wrestling it's you know it's a work but does that mean anything to you um it's really cool it's a good looking title and chaotic's really special to me and it's my home so um when when i got that title i didn't really uh have that like that moment you see on wwe where people cry and whatnot it was just all right it's my time to step up and do my job and uh, I really wanted to make that title be the title that everyone wants to go see uh, around New England. It's the New England Championship, and I want it to be like the championship in New England. So um, my goal was to go out there, bust my ass, and do whatever I could to make that championship match the best match on the card every night. 
Sadly, you got stuck with this guy, though. So, so, so schlub. <laughs> <Such a shame>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, piece of shit left, hung me out to dry, walked to the back, and I got my ass kicked. <laughs> what happened? Brick beat the hell out yeah, of me. Yeah, beat the oh, hell out of me. Yes. This asshole is nowhere to be found. I was kissing babies and <laughs> hanging out with rats and whatnot. <laughs> Making towns, brother. <laughs> so, uh,. What are your future aspirations in this biz? Oh my god! Um, well, I mean, I think you probably achieved one big goal today. I would assume. Yeah, I, I really actually did want to do this podcast. <laughs> well, thank you. He did answer very quickly when I texted him. So, um, I want to be the best independent wrestler on the planet. I want to go to Japan. I want to get signed to Ring of Honor. I want to get signed somewhere in Japan. Um, I just want to be as popular as I can be, and uh, I think I'm kind of on the way to all of those goals in a roundabout way. Have you done a lot of traveling? Uh, yeah, I'm trying my best. I'm going down to New Orleans for WrestleMania weekend. I'm a regular up in Canada for Alpha One Wrestling and C4. There was a time where I'd drive to Jersey, like a seven-hour drive every single week, Um I want to get down to the south and um, down to the west coast and whatnot, but um, yeah. You're real big on that uh, headlock tackle, get it again? Yes. <laughs> right? Bring that to the yeah. south? <laughs> Don't got to do anything down there. Man. Have you ever um, like gone to WWE TV or anything like that? Uh, Ring of Honor TV, that's it. Okay. I, I never really, I, I was always told not to do that, and um I get mixed opinions about whether or not to do it, and uh, it's 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 a it's a net zero. Yeah, it, it doesn't hurt you. Doesn't doesn't help you. Yeah. I mean, if that's that's my that's my honest opinion of it. Anybody who who's telling you not to do it, like because oh, that's all. Oh, look at you. That's yeah. Uh, no, that's not that's wrong. But same thing. Like, there's only been like one guy ever that we've ever known that got signed off of going to TV. That was Antonio Thomas. So it's I think it's a net zero. It's an experience to be there. But it's not going to make or break your career either way. <laughs> when NXT first came up to Lowell, I had a interview with Matt Bloom or a meeting, I guess, with Matt Bloom to see if he, g- he gave a shit about me or whatnot. And I was dressed up in my suit and everything, and I just sat there with my thumb up my ass the whole time. Had a, <laughs> that's that's very similar to experiences at TV. It was just such a, such an uncomfortable <laughs> experience as to oh shit, do I shake this guy's hand? He has a food in his hand. I don't want to be an asshole. Uh, and it's just it's such a stressful yeah situation. Of like, I don't want someone to hit me. And then you, you find out like half the people in wrestling hate the handshake thing anyways. So you know it's it's all it's all such a weird. Thing. It's all hugs. They yeah. love hugs up there now, right? Oh, this guy loves the handshake. So this fucking guy, Crockett. Uh, he tried to bury me on this podcast because uh, several times I'm like, "Well, when you go to Ring of Honor, you must go around shake everybody's hands." Like, well, I shake people's hands. I see them, but I don't like do like the lap around the building to find every yeah. person who might possibly be in the building to shake their hand. And he was like appalled by this. Yeah, you gotta make sure you uh, glad hand full of people, kiss the babies like you're no, saying. Guys like me and Briggs let our talent do the talking. Oh, I, I just if if you get mad at me because I accidentally miss you in a handshake or you're talking and I don't want to interrupt you or you have food or something and I don't shake your hand, I just hate your guts. Chances are he doesn't like. Me. <laughs> yeah. All right, so Brian, he put you over big time. Why don't you put him over to close this thing yes, out? Yes, please do that. Yeah, he's all right. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no, I, I I think very highly of this guy. I think he's got a 
I think the kid's got a bright future. I knew from the first time I laid <laughs> eyes on him. He <laughs> taught me everything I know. <laughs> I taught him everything he knows. I take him under my wing, you know. Yeah. You know, the best thing I like about your brig is you're a good dude. You're a humble dude. You work your ass off. You genuinely care about it. Uh, you know what came before you. You know where you want to go. You know how to achieve it, or you know how you want to achieve it. That's Most guys don't do that, so that's what's going to always separate you from from everybody else. I always say the smartest guy I ever met in wrestling so far and I've, uh, that I've encountered is Biff Busick yeah. um, just because of, of the way he operated, but... I don't think you're that far. I don't think you're that far behind him, and um, yeah, I have no doubt you're going to get where you where you want to go. And just just it's that, that old like it's, it's it's lazy feedback. Just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, just keep <laughs> doing what you're doing. Just keep trying to get better and being smart about it. And maybe you join me up at the show, or Ring of Honor, someday, kid. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. <laughs> God, there's people listen to this and not know my sense of humor. And just be like, listen, to this, well, this piece guy's of shit. a cocky ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, continued success with everything that's going on. And uh, I'm sure people will continue to see you out there more and more. And uh, like Brian said, I'm sure everything that's uh, coming your way is going to come your way. Thanks, Crockett. <laughs> Thank you, sir. All right, we want your feedback. Tweet us at the WPAN on Twitter with your take on this week's episode, your thoughts on our discussion, our conversation here with Josh Briggs. Use that hashtag WPAN so we can interact with you. And another way to interact with us is through the voicemail line. We want to hear from you. Get your voicemails in. We will play them on this very podcast. Call 401-584-9726. That's 401-584-WPAN. And we have a voicemail Kingpin Brian Malonis. Is it Randall Keo? It is not. Is it Brian Fury? It is not. I have no clue who this could be then. Then here we go. Here's your voicemail. Hey, what's up, guys? Mike Darty checking in. Some notes from the last couple weeks. Um, in order, first off, Brian Fury was great at the filling for Malonis while he was off doing Ring of Honor. I absolutely died laughing hearing how excited he got talking about Dead Man Inc. version of The Undertaker. I don't think I've ever heard anybody get as excited about that as anything else. It was absolutely hilarious. Never thought that would be Brian Fury's favorite character. Unreal. Secondly, Julian Starr was a great fill-in host for Crockett. I would love to hear more of him. He was one of my favorite wrestlers at Chaotic, and I absolutely love hearing his thoughts on things. He doesn't pull any punches, and he's fantastic. And then thirdly, Malonis is right. If you don't win championships, it doesn't count. It doesn't matter when you're eliminated. Patriots are losers this year. Enjoy it, Malonis. We'll see you next year on the field. But I do think Tom Brady is still the greatest. You throw for 505 yards in the Super Bowl. It's not all your fault. You can't beat a team by yourself. Defense couldn't stop a nosebleed. And, um, and that's it. That's off to you. Thanks, guys. Mike Doherty, Mike Diesel checking in for the last few weeks. Yeah, more football talk. I'll, 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 one more football question. Oh, it, God, it's a question, Mike. It's a question. Very football-centric no, this episode. No, I'm trying to get people to interact with us on the podcast okay. and in social media. So one, one football question. If you lose twice to Eli Manning and once to Napoleon Dynamite, can you really be the GOAT? That's it. I just That's... Answer that question for me. Uh, well, thank you, Mike Diesel, for your feedback. Uh, Brian Fury, great co-host. Julian Starr, great co-host. Uh, yeah, we're really happy to have those guys as part of the WPAN family here. Ooh. Especially when you're uh, jet-setting as the uh, 
Ring of Honor superstar that you are. Yes, indeed. And we actually were recording this early so we can get you in before you head off to Atlanta. I think we mentioned that earlier. Yes, I'm a big-time star, Mike. You, you are. You are. Uh, so we really appreciate your contributions to the podcast. Call us right now. We will play you just like we played Mike Diesel on the podcast. Call 401-584-9726. All right, before we move on here, let's talk about Jay-Z Designs. Thank Brian you. Malonis. Thank you, Michael. Was that hard? jz-designs.wixsite.com that is the website for jz designs they do t-shirts they do wrestling gear do they not they design it anyway they do certainly a better graphic artist than you michael what well i'm just (laughs) just out of practice brian just out of practice yeah thank big big thanks to jared over there he does great work if you're somebody in the need for any sort of graphic arts needs hit him up go to that website find him on social media Uh, i'll plug him again on my social media so people can find it but did a great job i'm excited for everybody to see the new gear uh, i have uh coming made here soon and he also did my t-shirt design too the irresistible force immovable object propaganda t-shirt he also did that for me as well so does great work over there and i just wanted to give him a little love a little shout out so does it have your new nickname on them no no no, okay that is still undecided right it's still undecided okay so it doesn't say the trollster on your (laughs) no okay it's jz-designs dot wixsite.com and wix is w-i-x-s-i-t-e dot com that is jay's or you can just search on google i'm sure you can find it jay-z that is just a j and a z it's not j-a-y it's just a j and a z jay-z designs so uh thanks from the kingpin yes indeed Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast it's coming next week Mike Mills is going to tear apart the current wrestling product. Talk about how the old school is only thing that's cool. And that is all coming <laughs> next week in the wrestling podcast about nothing for Uncivil War. But until then, you can hear him on his own podcast twice a week. That is Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. New episodes on Sundays and Thursdays. MikeMills.Podbean.com is the home base for Booking the Territory. And our vantage point, the retro wrestling podcast, Joe Murata, Michael Quinn, doing it each Monday. Plus, they have uh, bonus episodes out there. They have their Patreon episodes. You can find their stuff on YouTube, all over the place. Go to ovppodcast.com. That's ovppodcast.com for more on our vantage point. And greetings from Allentown. We heard from Peter Winston earlier. He does his one-man show on a single episode of Wrestling Television each week. So uh, a lot of uh, quirky thoughts and uh, different... um, I, I had a word in my head to say, but I forgot it. <laughs> Peter, If Peter was here, he would know that word because he says a lot of words because he's the only one saying them on Greetings from Allentown. Find them wherever you get your podcasts. And the Rundown Wrestling Podcast, of course, with Jason Stewart. There's a brand new Rundown sit-down, his sit-down interviews that he does with Trina Michaels, former adult star. Brian Malonis, now a uh, member of the pro wrestling business as a manager, Trina Michaels, find their rundown sit down on the rundown wrestling podcast feed. And of course, please support all the shows here on the new age insiders wrestling network as well. And of course, remember, please subscribe to the WPAN feed as the network is branching out 
Everyone gets their own feeds up in a couple weeks, so make sure you're subscribed so you don't lose out on the WPAN. All right, Kingpin, it is time for this week's promo about nothing. But before we get into that, let's talk about our sponsor. People ask me, what do you mean, BDARadio.com? What the hell does the BDA stand for? Boss Man Drake Awakens 205 Live? Oh, okay, I get it. Rockstar Spud, now known as Drake Maverick, which kind of sounds like the name of uh, one of Arnold Schwarzenegger's characters in the 80s. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he has come to WWE, and there is, after months of malaise, some actual buzz surrounding WWE's Cruiserweight Showcase. A renewed focus on in-ring action? Well, you know the focus of BDA Radio, though. That is bringing the most unique commentary on mixed martial arts and pro wrestling to the internet. They don't break news. They break the news with their wild commentary regarding MMA and wrestling. Head over to BDARadio.com and check out all the latest news on UFC, Bellator, WWE, and much more. Brian, love the Drake. <laughs> love the Drake and love BDARadio.com. I hate the Drake. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> get your TV back, don't you? <laughs> all right, Kingpin. It is time for this week's promo about nothing. The year? 1985. Oh. Yes. <laughs> And uh, Kingpin, warming up a little bit for next week, the Uncivil War. We're going back? Is that what you're saying? Well, no, 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 no. We're not going that far back. We're not going ahead either. It is 1985 with the National Wrestling Alliance with Jim Crockett Promotions. Yes. Wait, which night? Which 1985 is this? This is uh the reg. This is not 1985A. Oh, okay. No, this is the regular 1985. This is before Biff went back with the uh, <laughs> almanac. Well, Kingpin, a name you never thought you'd hear. On the promo about nothing, the American dream, Dusty Rhodes. Oh, boy. Yes. <laughs> he is promoting a Mother's Day show in Atlanta, Georgia. It is Ivan and Nikita Koloff versus Dusty Rhodes and a gorilla. Monsoon? Just a gorilla. Oh. Let's listen in. To big dust on this week's promo about nothing. Well, my gorilla's a little bit more than just a ordinary gorilla. He's a bad gorilla, and there's some inside him that might be a little bit human. So it's gonna be a big surprise in the Omni. The Koloff, Nikita, and Ivan Koloff world titles against Dusty Rose, the American Dream, and a full-blooded, blooded American. Gorilla, brother, and there will be gorilla shit all over the army. I got that so fucked up. I really, I don't think that made TV. I'm gonna guess it didn't. <laughs> but I saw that today, uh, and I just had to share it. Dusty Rhodes, of course, one of the best promo men in the business of all time. But that was probably in, was that in front of like a live studio audience? I don't think so. You didn't hear any noise. Usually, like we are. They're kind of on a set that looks like the old WCW Saturday Night set. Right. I, I didn't hear any crowd. I think it was for something else. But it had like a graphic there saying, tonight the Omni in Atlanta. So you, you think you're watching something. <laughs> this is going on on TV. Well, I mean, in, the, in those days, though, they may, maybe it's that they have that up on the screen already when they're filming it. Right. 
I think on Tony Schiavone's podcast, a lot he talks live to tape, or they put in stuff like that, you know, so they don't have to go do it in post. So, but that's, <laughs> that's <laughs> the gorilla- going to be covered in gorilla shit. <laughs> There's gorilla shit all over the place. Uh, yeah, the, I, I, just, I just had to share this. I mean, this isn't necessarily a bad promo, just uh, a blooper and a lot of fun. So, you ever work with a gorilla? Can't say that any I animals have. of any type. I don't think so. No worms. Oh, you t- <laughs> no, you didn't. No, you refused to work with oh, worms. I refused to eat them. Okay, he spit them on my chest. But <laughs> I refused to eat them. <laughs> well, uh, I'm not sure if I should reveal this, and I think maybe down the line on the promo about nothing, we will return to this because uh, there is a whole episode, I believe, of WCW uh, World Championship Wrestling on Saturday at six oh five. Where the the entire episode is is dusty with a gorilla, and so I think I think we might save this for a future edition. The promo about nothing, so I won't go any further and talk about <laughs> what happens with uh, Dusty, the gorilla, and the Koloffs. Sounds wonderful, but uh, that'll be in a future edition of the promo about nothing. But for now, we'll just leave you with some gorilla shit. You've heard this promo about nothing. If you want the full picture, find the link to the video in the description of this episode or at the WPAN.com. All right, Brian Malonis, you are hitting the highways and byways, crisscrossing this great nation of ours, plying your trade as a professional wrestler, and my friend, you have dates. I do, Mike. This Saturday night, I'm heading to Bethany, Connecticut, Northeast Wrestling. This is the 17th, February the 17th. Find Northeast Wrestling on all social media platforms. Uh, for ticket and card information. Then, Mike, on the 21st, a Wednesday night, it's UFO's February vacation. Are you the champion? I am indeed the champion. Find UFO Wrestling on Facebook for ticket and card information. And then Sunday, the 25th, Mike, Beyond Wrestling, the Electric Haze in Worcester, rounds out my February uh, with some Beyond Wrestling. You can find beyondwrestlingonline.com and also on uh, social media platforms for ticket and card information. Not booked in March? I haven't booked in March. I'm just stopping in February. Okay. Maybe, you know, if March is not complete yet, there might be some uh, big additions on there. And uh, this weekend, of course, uh, we're recording before the weekend, and you are heading to Atlanta, Georgia. Are you uh, excited? I am. I am very excited to go uh, perform at Center Stage. Uh, Speaking of WCW, uh, yeah. WCW and the, the Omni, of course, is in Atlanta. So I'm uh, I'm making my way all over the South down there. I'm I'm stomping in all over uh, Mike Mills territory down there, showing them what real pro wrestling looks like. <laughs> so what's it like uh, after all these years to to be being flown places to do professional wrestling? Is it- <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, last time it was you know it was um, it was in a, uh, Nashville and I was there for two days, but this time like my flight is you know first thing in the morning on saturday and i won't even be in atlanta for 24 hours really <laughs> no i get to atlanta like 10 30 in the morning on on uh saturday and then i'll, I'll i fly out at 7 a.m on sunday so you know it, it's it's funny I, I'll, the, as far as like time being away from home it's only gonna end up being a few more hours and than some of the driving distance shows i have you know in the area so but it's cool it's cool that because uh, you know it's not cheap to fly people places it's an investment and, and for a company to be willing to think that much of me and that means a lot so it's it's pretty exciting time in uh, my career well if you want to book the kingpin while he's still able to be booked 
Email Brian Malonis at Comcast.net or DM him on Twitter at Brian Malonis. And you're heading down south. You're going to do some research while you're down there on uh, what's going on in the south. You know, like talk to some of the uh, older wrestlers, find out about the old school. And you're going to witness, you're going to be part of the new school because next week, right well, here on the Wrestling I'm, Podcast. I'm in the south, so I'll speak slow. Oh, Jesus. So right here next week of the Wrestling Podcast about nothing. Next Monday, it is Uncivil War 2, old school versus new school. That is episode 96 of the Wrestling Podcast about nothing. So join us. Make sure you're subscribed to the WPAN feed and listen in next week for Uncivil War 2. Till then, here's the kingpin. Kind of. Brian Malonis. I'm Mike Crockett. Big ups to Mucko. And thanks for nothing.